Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast by Talent Brand Alliance. My name is Will Staney. I'm CEO at Proactive Talent and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance with my fellow co-founder, Brian Cheney. Hey there, this is Brian, Director of Employer Brand at Indeed and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance. Now, the Talent Brand Alliance is a community for recruitment marketing and employer branding professionals who want to connect with and learn from their peers both online and offline. We're here to talk and learn about all things recruitment marketing, talent brand building, and talent brand technology with the employee experience storytellers that do this every day. You ready? Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast and a special welcome to John Graham. John is joining us from sunny Southern California. How are you doing, John? Welcome, John. I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Uh, wonderful. Uh, despite despite the cedar fever that's set into uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, but uh, love love the fact that you you're you're joining us. You're a couple hours earlier than than us in the time zone. And uh, how is yeah. California treating you? You just made a move. I just made the move. Uh, we're working on week two in the house now. So uh, you know, getting used to the new sounds at night, and not freaking out, and you know, picking up a bat every time we hear a creep. But uh, yeah. but no, it's it's been lovely. The, uh, the weather's moved, been phenomenal. You moved from coast to coast, right? You were on the east coast, and now you're on the west coast. That's a big, that's yeah. a big move. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was bigger than I thought it would be. Um, you know, I've moved around tons of times as a uh, as a kid growing up. Um, I've lived everywhere around the country for the most part, but never did I initiate a move. And so you don't really appreciate how much goes into it. But uh, but yeah, we moved from uh, greater Philadelphia area to the greater Los Angeles area. So end to end. Yeah. Speaking um, of the move, um, there was a reason for this move, yeah. right? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, was. It was career related. So tell us a little bit about yeah. um what you do, uh, and, uh, and, and your background, tell us your career story a bit. Sure. Sure. So I made the move, um, from, uh, Merck, uh, which is uh, probably the number two pharma company in the world, uh, to Amgen, which is the number one biotech company in the world. So stayed within the pharma realm, but, uh, really organic. In fact, funny enough, I got a call the week before SRSC um, <clears throat> from a sourcer. And I got an, an inbox email uh, pitching a role that looked exactly like what I do, but it was more so just for references. Hey, do you know anybody in your network who might be interested? And so I checked it out and uh, connected with the sourcer, got a bit, of, a bit more background on the role. Um, it was, uh, ex- like I said, exactly what I do, but they uh, they had some they didn't know what they didn't know, so the leveling was kind of off. And so I oh, yeah. basically predicted that they were having the hardest time filling that wreck, to which the source were like, oh, my gosh, you have no idea. So so <laughs> she, um, yeah, so she basically asked if I would, uh, you know, consult with the director who was posting the role. And, and um, you know, it's just an organic conversation just to, to share some ideas and some concepts that, that could give her some more perspective. And uh, after about four or five more calls for the next five weeks, uh, it sort of uh, resonated and clicked that I was the candidate they were looking for. Well, tell, tell, us, a so about, tell us a little bit about the role. Like, so what are, what are you yeah. doing at Amgem now? Yeah. And, and how did you get into this crazy space that is talent branding? Yeah. So the official title is Senior Manager of Global Employer Brand and Recruitment Marketing. And so 
Um, my my remit is essentially to was to come in and evaluate the existing talent brand, um, which was developed but never deployed. Um, and there was a lot of organizational changes that went into those that factored into that that uh, sort of stop start. And so um, I came in, uh, evaluated. I'm, I'm about two months into role, but really my job is to figure out from ground up what is the EVP. Um, globalize it, right? Working with regions all over the world to help them uh, to sort of pull out those proof points that are consistent throughout the company. Of course, there's localization down the line, but to, to essentially collate into a uh, an employer brand, a global launch pad that we can all leverage and then localize from there. So now you said um, you, you say localize. Let me ask you, what? How many different countries yeah. are you are you working out of? So we have. Uh, about well, so we have four regions uh, that cover the globe, and that's everything from uh, U.S., Canada, Puerto Rico to Latin America, uh, Asia, Pacific, Japan, and Asia Pacific. Um, and so, total countries, uh, we we are working in about ninety countries. So, just you know, no, just a few, just a bit, right? Slight <laughs> work, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you you have your your strategic countries that do more hiring than others. So you, you go where the, where the energy is so that you're not creating 90 localized versions of an employer brand. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting ride. I'll say that because uh, there's nothing like being able to create, you know, on a blank canvas again. So I know I love that not, part of it. Not often do you get that chance. Yeah. 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 And, so, and, and, and you've been a consultant in the past too. So, you know, like that you're, you're used to this. I, I don't know. I'm a consultant as well. Like I love the yeah. build. I like, you know, love going yeah. in, figuring out a company and then helping it tell its story. Right. And so uh, exactly. I can see why you would be a, a perfect person to come into a company, which is, is wanting to do that uh, for the first time. That's awesome. So it sounds yeah. like what you're, you're working on right now is just figuring out, okay, what's our story. And, and, and then you'll probably quickly be going into activation. But so what, what are some of the specific projects exactly. that you're working on now to, to, to do that? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, um, I think you have to have the right agency partners. Um, recruitment marketing agency for me is uh, sort of like the the right hand, right? So you're moving uh, many parts to get this uh, brand uh, formed and then expressed, uh, and then you're you know the the digital capabilities, the social media, um, getting the recruiters up to speed on board, internal communications and change management. Um, video projects and, and experiential uh, activation. So it's, you know, it's a whole bunch of things. So first and foremost, I want to make sure that I have the right partners in place. Yeah, because um, I'm guessing you probably don't have like a huge team. No, no. I, <laughs> and, and I think that's one of those common things, right? We, in, 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 in the talent brand space, you don't have an entire division dedicated to this, right? Yeah. It's typically two to, if you're lucky, five people uh, that are all working on these things simultaneously. But yeah. um, so I can see why, no, why, why that, those external partners to help with some of the creative, to help with some of the the narrative and the execution and, and the execution of that could execution, be super, yeah. super helpful. I mean, that's the world I for live sure. in. So awesome. For to sure. See, so to see that you, so yeah, you a lot of strategy to develop. Awesome. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I think, you know, once we, once we get the strategy um, right, you know, build, build the strategy, the vision, and then bring in the right partnership to help execute, then things go very smoothly. 
now, great. I, I have a question. So as you're as as you yeah. come into as you come into this organization, um, we're we're mm-hmm. it's a challenge, and it's also we're very lucky in the, the the talent brand space, and that there aren't a whole lot of us. It's a rather small ecosystem, and usually yeah. when when one company is hiring and somebody leaves another company to go to that company, um, then my yeah. thought is, oh, okay, now that company is hiring, right? Because there's only so many companies that get it, that understand the value of talent branding, recruitment marketing, all the all the things that go along with uh, with, with with talent brand. And, and, and you see that. So it's almost like a little musical chairs because you see people moving around and there's opportunity all the time. Did you, did you inherit um, much of anything or did, when you came in, did they really just say, Hey, you know, greenfield it, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like, was this, was this already a role or you, you're pretty much the first one in a EB leadership role at this company? Yeah. So I, in my former role, it was a newly created role. Right. So they did not have an employer brand per se. Um, and they brought me in uh, at Merck specifically because of my social media and, and brand strategy background. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm a stranger to pharma, not a recruiter, um, never worked in HR before, but my specific skill set lended itself to what they needed. Amgen had an employer brand. Um, already in place, uh, they did the creative, they had the pillars and all of these core elements to it, but um, there was a lot of organizational uh, shift uh, in between, I think, 2015 to 2018 when when the, uh, the employer brand uh, initiatives were first launched. So what I inherited was, um, I think foundationally sound, the expression um, was a bit disjointed. And so, uh, you know, with, my my manager now just coming into her role, she recognized that, uh, and and a lot of people in HR and, and throughout the organization recognize an employer brand was critical in order to sustain growth for the company. Right, you, you can't grow without the right people leading uh, leading the uh, leading the strategy. So uh, so she recognized her gaps in expertise and went out to find the experts to come in and and, and do what needed to be done. So I'm fortunate in that regard where. You know, you couldn't ask for a better scenario where you have a leader that knows what they don't know and then empowers expertise to fill those gaps. Um, That's so, yeah, great. so I have a lot of framework to work with, but, you know, at the same time, I think it's, there were good bones, let's just say. Yeah. So what, so what are some of the challenges that you're hitting now as you, you kind of come in, you've got some of this legacy work, you know, it's great. You have the infrastructure there, but what's, what's the stuff that's kind of um, getting you excited to wake up and start be building for, for Amgen's uh, employer brand? Yeah, for me, it's um, the energy is really that there's so much support uh, and advocacy, um, you know, that I haven't faced challenges yet. You know, what I was told maybe coming in might be challenges, uh, you know, haven't been. So, you know, you think about things, and, and I think this is typical amongst uh, talent brand or employer branders is it, it typically sits in an HR function, but that's not the core external communication arm of, of any company. It's usually a global communications or a corporate affairs who have yeah. it sort of on lock, right? And, and so and here you, you come. Yeah. And you got to kind of <laughs> build, build the relationship with marketing and start earning some of that trust. Is that, has that been a challenge for you? I know that for a lot of people coming into new EB role, the, the biggest challenge is that is just kind of, yeah building a reputation with marketing that you can speak their language. 
Yeah. So it has not been a, uh, an issue at all for me. Um, the great. people, uh, the, the leaders that I've, that I've uh, connected with and done one-on-ones with just to get uh, perspective on what I'm coming here to do, uh, they love it. Um, I'm, I'm really a, in a fortunate position because of the timing of everything, right? So there's this wave of change and progressive thinking happening at the highest levels in the organization that, that are giving me some great tailwind. That's awesome. So they were, I, they were ready. I have yet to face a challenge. They they were ready. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I pray more organizations start kind of to, you know evolving in that way too. And I'm I'm seeing it. Uh, it's not as fast as I'd like it to be. To be honest with you. Well, but, no, it's it feels. But, it no. feels, but I love hearing stories like this. When you're when you're <laughs> in, in in the head of or even in the middle of that curve everybody behind you mm-hmm. feels like, okay, you're, you're moving in quicksand. We got, we're, we're already doing these things. Why can't we, why can't we right. get there? And, and a lot of times that's just, it's just part of the movement, part of the evolution. Now, when, when, you, think about, when you think about the evolution of the talent brand space, um, I know you and I had mm-hmm. the conversation at SRSC um, and I had the pleasure of introducing you. Um, when, when, when I looked at your background, I was like, okay, you've got an analyst background and you moved into, into an employer brand and recruitment marketing role. And I was just like, wow, what is that? Cool so, so you've got, so you've got the ability to say, say the secret words, the magic phrases <laughs> that help an organization Data. know why should I care about this? Yeah. Right. So, what, right. so what's so, your journey? Like, how, how did you get to be, uh, you know, in, <laughs> in the space with an analyst background, uh, with a consulting background, I'm guessing some marketing as well? A little bit. I want to hear yeah. about the conversation with. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my background starts and I always start people at about 2008 um, when I was a recording artist, a hip hop recording artist. What? Independent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it gets, it gets nonlinear from here. Well, here we go. So <laughs> that's okay. We're so I'm here. Right on. Right on. So I, I, I was, um, I, I, I was recording a project and I realized that I did not want to sign a record deal. Um, it was a really ugly time in the music industry where they were putting out 360 deals, which really just shackled an artist even further so than, um, than historically. So I knew independent was the way to go. I finished my project in the summer of 08, uh, excuse me, of 09. And then um, I realized I had to market it. I had to get, Right. If I don't have a machine pushing the music, so I've got to figure out how to connect the music to audiences. Um, you know, huge fan of MySpace back in the day. Um, and, uh, you know, Twitter was coming into its own. I think it was about 20 million uh, monthly actives at the time. And uh, I went hard on Twitter. I figured out how to get directly to decision makers and connect with radio uh, programmers, blog artists, or bloggers, and people that could feature the music in the niches where I, where my music lived. And from there, it just created so much opportunity. And you fast forward about two years and five albums, I realized uh, two things. One, uh, there were, there's no 401k in performing on stage. So, so that, so, so, and then I had, I had uh, two children along the, the, the way. So it's like, okay, um, this isn't going to work. Me touring and, you know, doing shows and promoting and doing all of these things wasn't sustainable. So I started my company um, consulting and doing brand development and social strategy for other entertainers and people who, uh, and, and eventually small to medium-sized businesses, <clears throat> um, all while being an analyst by day 
in a day job. So I'm crunching numbers, right? Uh, pitching decks, telling stories with numbers and data um, by day. And then at night, I'm doing all the creative stuff and then consulting. So you're working so both sides of the brain, like you're like you're you're yeah, you're working right and left sides um, between the creative, between the analytical. I love it, which which then gives yeah. you gives you almost superpowers when you consider when you compare yourself <laughs> to most people in either one of those roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and to your point, it, it enabled me to speak to different sides of business. Right, so I could I could speak to an executive about uh, you know uh, performance data. And, and, and insights that would lead to strategic decisioning, but then also speak to the creative that could help articulate those changes from the data uh, in a visual or creative way. And so, uh, you know, it was in, until about 2015 when I got the call from Merck um, to merge passion and profession into one role, which is now talent brand. That's great. Yeah. So, in, our, in our previous yeah. episode, we talked to Shonda Zillick and, uh, it's, it, we're starting to see a theme here, this entrepreneurial background. You know, I, I was an entrepreneur and musician, by the way, um, before kind of getting into this. Um, Shonda, you know, ha, was an entrepreneur before kind of falling into this as well. And all around that 2008 time period as social media, and we had just naturally gravitated towards, you know, digital marketing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's yeah. so cool uh, to, to see some of the parallels in our journeys. Um, yeah. And, and yours is, is, is very interesting uh, to me. Oh, uh, thank so thanks, thanks thank for sharing that. So yeah. you, like speaking of, of other people's journeys, who's, who's work yeah. inspires you right now? Uh, like who else, you know, have mm. you been watching in employer branding or recruitment marketing and, it, and it's okay to name drop, uh, it, you know, yeah. just, we, we love hearing about other people. Especially from an yeah, analyst so, perspective. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my analytical mind, I think, uh, no, I, I think, um, so one in particular, and I've reached out to, to applaud her personally as well, um, Katie Ambrose over at Unilever is doing some amazing work. And I think they landed uh, at number one for best places to work for mothers. Um, and they did some really cool activations and highlighting and really, um, you know, spotlighting the the motherhood perspective of work, um, and uh, I think data-wise, they generated nearly like six million impressions off of this activation, um, which was which was phenomenal. So, um, really good work. And I think Unilever, in, in general, from a digital or emotional marketing perspective, is like the gold standard, uh, especially with their Dove brand work. Um, mm -hmm. uh, who else? Uh, HP is doing some really cool stuff, especially in the diversity uh, diversity perspective in, in branding. And they had a campaign uh, mid year last year called um, "We'll Be in Touch," and, uh, and and that one really struck. You can YouTube it. Um, uh, it really struck a chord because they highlighted the impact of those words from a hiring manager to a candidate of color. And what that really means and how that resonates at a cultural level when you hear those words will be in touch when you're, you know, most qualified, uh, you know, uh, highly experienced, whatever the case may be and what that may translate to. So I think that was a very bold move by HP. Wow, I missed um, that one. It, That's great. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, there, there, there's some really strong, um, and, and I think we're going to see that shift to having very uncomfortable conversations brought to bear through the employer branding experience. Yes. We're, 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 we're past the point of just, hey, it's great to work here, right? And I agree. Have, you know, yeah, and we can't all, all the employees the same. say why. 
right? And and so exactly, well, how do you differentiate? But a lot of us end up sounding the same, right? But but, but right. you, it's it's actually but not because we want so to. Much, yeah, and but it's right. actually it's because so much of constraints. Yeah, it's actually so much easier when you think about it to differentiate yourself if you really just focus on the individual employee stories or telling a story from an individual perspective. And that's what I talk about that a lot in my practice and with clients. It's like, yep. you want to create content that creates an emotional response. People make decisions 100%. based on emotional feelings as well as you know right. how much I need to make, which is more the you know, more the, the, the hard, hard data and, and decision-making, but it's, it's storytelling and great emotional response that get that calls people to action, which is to learn more about a company or apply to a company. So, well, and that's, and, yeah. the, and that's just the thing that's is you, where I live. you have to have employees who are willing to share their story. You have to have a good, you have to have employees who want to be advocates yeah. and which and, is the hard yeah. part, which, which the is the really, part, really hard part and the hard part. Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that because I think you have a strong community of employees who want to share their story. But there's a, what I've seen in two pharma companies, which, are some of the high, which is one of the high, highest regulated uh, mm-hmm. industries in the world, is there's a culture of fear around social media and being expressive externally um, on behalf of or in conjunction with the company. And so a lot of the work I do is cutting through that culture of fear. And showing people not just what you can't do, but here's what you can do. And, um, you know, for instance, um, from a guardrails or guidelines perspective, when it comes to employee activation, there's really like three things you can't talk about in pharma. And it's a product, therapeutic area, and disease state. Because the FDA will look at that as promotion for drugs. So if you stay away from those three things, then it opens up a whole world of things you can talk about. And I tell people it's like being vegan, right? It's like everybody asks, well, you know, what can you eat if you can't eat meat, right? Like, well, no, it's like three things I can't eat: chicken, beef, pork. Okay, cool. There's a whole host of other There's things. So I can much eat. more, yeah, yeah. There's and so it, much it, more. It is focusing on the positive, right? Because when you when you tell someone you that they to. can't do something, especially certain people that I know, they want to do they want to go and do that thing, right? <laughs> He's so that's pointing like, at me, you right? Can't, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Why? Why can't I do that? And then Watch that's me. the first thing they want to do. Yeah, I. So, and, and, and this is absolutely. I've seen this with with clients in in the the, the financial sector as well and banking. And now they're starting yeah. to loosen up a bit, purely from survival because they haven't been able to track necessity and necessity. But they're starting yeah. to. But it's still ingrained in the culture of some of these companies. Some of these banking companies are two hundred years old. Like right? it's it's ingrained to be you know, to yeah. mitigate risk, right? And social media is, right. is risk. But I agree. I think when you focus yeah, on, sure. when you focus on what you can do and, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, it changes, it changes things. Yeah. It's it awesome. does. It does. You start to see the change in the individuals too. So, so it's almost a domino effect when you get the fearless few who, who subject themselves to telling their story on camera in a very unique and compelling way. And then the next thing you know, their colleagues are looking at them like, I had no idea you were into that. I had no idea you'd face that adversity to get to where you are. And then you start to see more people want, wanting to share, hiring managers, selecting people on their teams who they know have you know, deep stories that most people don't know yeah, well, that are great attraction points. Yeah, and I, th- I think too, like what, what a lot of people don't talk about is the fact is once you start getting employees that are sharing those authentic stories, like you said, um, 
not only does it help attract other other people who identify with their story and the the impact that they're making at those companies, but the other employees feel more engaged because they feel more of a connection to the company and the story that that employee had because of, of that job um, at the company as well. And so uh, it's this yeah. idea that that I, I commonly say, you know, employer branding is 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 really great employee engagement. Um, and, and with the byproduct of attracting others like that. Well, it's, it's almost the reverse canary in the coal mine, yeah. right? So instead of, instead of watching yeah. the canary to see when the canary's like in trouble, it's like getting, right. getting the canary to sing and going, oh, that's really okay. They're being successful. I can do that. I'm safe now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that translates into additional funding that may not have been there before, right? So if you can prove the case with a, with a small cohort, uh, in, in a, strate- a strategically significant area of the company, then you know that opens the doors for other leaders to say, well, shoot, maybe I should be allocating X amount of dollars in next year's budget specifically towards content like this. Completely and, agree. And, and you don't have to sell. That's the funny part. You don't have to sell it because you have the examples uh, visually or creatively and you have the data to support how it impacted yeah, uh, the well, target audience. At first, you have to sell a bit, right? But then once <laughs> once you get a good right. use case, yeah, then then it comes. When we were, you know, doing this really early on, yes, there was a lot of selling. Um, but I agree. Like once you had a good use case, what we started to find out, like when we were at, we were at SAP and we we're building this out globally for the first time for them mm-hmm. years ago. Um, once they saw it, then all of a sudden, every part of the business wanted us, <laughs> and we had to actually. Yeah change you know but we didn't have much budget so we had to actually build sort of an agency within the company that then just yeah. created sort of a menu of services and had each of those yep. business functions fund um fund it you want exactly. employer brand videos you want some of this cool we need we need money to do that and and then we kind make of it right grew from there right <laughs> um and so you have to I, if you yeah can, you have a pilot you know and you can get other other folks you can get more funding you can get more budget um so I think it's a, it's a, great, a greater impact. Yeah, it's a great thing to bring up. So um, let's shift gears yeah. a little bit. What I want to yeah. do is I want to I want to we're so lucky to have you facilitating at the next Talent Brand Summit, and yeah. I and I want to. So first of all, I, I can't I can't wait because uh, I just heard some of your thoughts at SRSC, and that's why we had that we started having that conversation. Um, but it, sure. it's a completely different format. You know, we've <clears> talked <throat> about this: the facilitator mm-hmm. versus speaker, engaging people yeah. in the conversation. What are you really excited? Um, about what are you looking forward to uh, when you think about your roundtable session, which oddly enough is also on employee advocacy, right? Perfect what are you What are you excited you. about? What 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 do you What are the good bits of conversation that you think are going to happen? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, um, and I think I told you this at SRC, Brian, that um, it is it is overwhelming to be amongst your tribe, right? To 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 be with people who do what you do. The, to the point where you don't have to translate, uh, or you know, the, the, the commonalities or common terms that we use in our everyday, everybody just gets it. And and when you start there, then it's really just about adding on ideas and perspectives versus educating from ground up, right? So it's wow. Um, never, I mean, never I'm that way. That's that's really brilliant because you, 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 it's true. You don't have to you don't have to translate. You can just get right down into the in, into the dirt about it yeah it's almost like instead Absolutely. of from zero to 60 you're going from 45 uh to beyond 60 um <laughs> much much like in a brand yeah. new tesla 
<laughs> and a brand new Tesla, yes, with no gear shift, and it's quiet. But no, it's um, it's it's really um. So to that point, you're you're walking into a partially painted canvas that everybody is now contributing to, instead of just figuring out, you know, how do you paint? Yeah. Um, so so, tell, so your, your topics in play. Yeah. You know. Yes. What, yes. You know. So what what kind of uh what what inspired you to to join us for the, for the summit and and what are you looking forward to yeah. the most? Yeah. Well, so from an an, an advocacy um, advocacy standpoint, it's uh, it's really the tools and the transformation for me, and that's what I really want to shape the conversation around. Um, there's no shortage of tools out there, but really, how are how are people at the table using these tools to transform their internal culture to be more expressive of that culture? Because uh, at the end of the day, our job as employer brand or talent brand professionals is to uh, to provide the voice or the platforms for our employees to express internal culture as a means of attracting talent. Yeah. So, so, so what what ways are are people going to uh, approach getting this uh, this mindset shift in motion to become more expressive in an authentic way, not just corporate shills, right? Uh, but but how, how are they going to leverage their own expertise and their subject matter uh, perspectives as a means of attracting talent? I agree. I, uh, and, and I agree yeah. that tools con- is going to be something we're probably talking about because, you know, yeah. you, you want it, to get employees involved, you kind of have to make it easy for them and not easy in fact where you're giving them a script, but make it a yeah, less friction because I know when I was first starting to do this, there weren't a lot of tools to do this stuff, and so mm-hmm. you're asking employees to you know take a video and then you know email it to you. You're copy and paste. Copy and paste. You're asking employees to to write a blog on their own, you know, and yeah. send it in. Yeah. Or you know, it was there was a lot more friction in the project management of that content creation and collection. Like, what are some tools that you're sure. using to do this, or what are some in the space that you've seen that are Helping with employee advocacy—that's that, yeah. the kind of conversations that I'm really looking forward exactly. to. Exactly. Uh, at, at that's summit. exactly where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think really it's it's how will you increase your capabilities in curation, um, and 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 being sort of a tastemaker of content that inspires your employees to tap into their their already creative selves, but just haven't been able to express it. Maybe it's the work they do. Maybe you're a bench scientist. Really. You know, but but you're 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 a craft brewer at home, right? So there is a creative element in everybody. It's how often do you get to to to, to utilize those muscles? So so that's what I want to pull from the roundtable is how will you be uh, a a curator and in, an inspirer of people's natural creative uh, abilities to tell awesome stories? I love that, uh, and, and a, it's almost. Yeah. almost I feel like when you're in this role at a company too, it's almost like you're the internal um, reporter, you know, like at, at the company, you know, where yeah. you're, you're trying to find the stories to, that, to tell and you're curating and the stories exist, but you're sort of the one there helping collect it and, 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 and curate and, and pick the ones that really um, that, you know, your audience is going to really want to hear about that are going to motivate them to, to, to take that call to action to, to, to you know, to apply or, or join the company. Um, do you feel that way too? So true. Oh God, yes. I, I, I've often told people my job is just to tell employee stories. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> right. And so once you have all of the, uh, the, the, the foundational elements in place and your machine is running, then your job just becomes to connect with, you know, this department, this hiring manager, this executive, and then that leads sort of like breadcrumbs to the next story. And you're always looking for the next story or the next uh, innovative way to, uh, to articulate that story. Um, you know, it's, it's really fun. Uh, and I tell, I, when I tell people I'm in HR, they're like, oh, but, oh, okay, HR. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But I have probably the coolest job in HR because it's all about people. Right? And HR, by definition, is all about people. But, but um, this not is, always. This <laughs> is not this way, right? This is a very unique creative space. So you get to be an artist in a room full of people that aren't necessarily artists. We interrupt this podcast with a special message. Who inspires you in the talent brand space? We're always looking for new guests on the talent brand podcast. If that's you, or you know someone who has an interesting story of how they started on the talent brand path, we want to hear about it. Please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or email us at info at talentbrand.org. And don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast goodness. And now back to the show. But maybe what's something that <laughs> yeah. most people don't know about you outside of the already kind of interesting things we've learned throughout the podcast? Yeah. So I, I put some thought into this because um, I really was like, I'm a very open book, especially through social. So I'm like, what, what haven't I shared yet? Well, um, I think one of the things that most people wouldn't know, but outside of my circle, but do know inside of my circle is that I'm an avid um, student of astrology and uh and ancient egyptian esoteric philosophy wow uh, cool yeah yeah it's, it's uh it's a really deep conversation that i'm sure we'll have at the poolside uh, after party uh in austin but uh but yeah it's um i'm intrigued and to the point where you know on my teams you know a lot of people will do like uh personality tests myers-briggs uh disc whatever i go straight to astrology and so and I, I believe when people know how, uh, you know, inherently people operate, that they can change because it's rooted in their stars, it gives a new perspective and understanding of how and why people do what they do. I love it. So, I can't wait to be yeah. around the fire, having s'mores, and again, <laughs> we're going to have a beautiful view of the sky because it's, out, uh, it's, it's outside of Austin where Town Brand Summit's going to be and uh, right a beautiful resort in Bastrop, Texas. Yeah about 20 miles outside okay. uh, from the, uh, from the airport. And so we'll be, I look forward to sitting by a big bonfire, having a couple of drinks and, and looking up at the yeah. stars with you, man. It's going to be exciting. Right so, on. So, so, so let's, let's take a, let's, let's think about your career path, your long-term okay. vision. Um, now let's think back all the way, right? So you've been a recording artist, you've been an analyst, uh, you've, you've been an entrepreneur. Um, what advice yeah. would you give younger John? about starting out in talent brand. Um, assume, assume you yeah. have a time machine, whether that's a DeLorean, whether that's what, whatever, whatever your time machine of choice is, uh, what would you give, yeah. what advice would you give young John? Mine would be a telephone booth, by the way. A red oh, telephone Bill booth, and I believe. Style. Bill and Ted over yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Wow, I was going Doctor Who, look at you, okay. Oh, See, so we got, so we got Broken the TARDIS. Antenna, look at that. You got, you got a TARDIS, we have a telephone booth, and I, I gotta go DeLorean, I'm sorry. You would. Uh, yeah, I would too. Yeah, hey, it comes with the Nike. Phenomenal. Yes, yes, Air Mags all the way. Um, yeah, we're we're, we're there, gentlemen. 
Um, so for me, I would go back and tell myself to pick better battles. Um, when <laughs> earlier in the game, you know, as a creative and a passionate, uh, you know, visionary in, in your own head, you, you see the way to the end and you don't necessarily know how to bring people along. And so you, you dig your heels into this creative vision, uh, which is why I have, don't, don't crucify me for this, but I have a lot of parallels to Kanye and, 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 and passion for Kanye as, a, as an artist in the journey in that sense, because he dug in uh, and fought for his creative vision, despite what the outside world said. And so I understand that and I've lived that in a corporate, corporate context. But there were times where I would pick battles where I thought, you know, this post needs to go out and stay this way because it, it, it will do what I know it will do. But at the behest of, you know, all of the internal uh, backlash it may cause with people who aren't as comfortable or well-versed in social trends and so forth. And so I, I got some really good advice from uh, my first manager at Merck uh, when I was in this newly created role and I'm breaking barriers and doing all this different out-of-the-box stuff. Uh, and it royally pissed off global communications. Uh, even though all the data was on my side that my, my decision was right, she told me, um, you know, you will have so many more wins that this perceived loss will be insignificant later on. And it stuck with me because I give when I find myself, mm -hmm. you really do. And, and when, you, when you dig in, um, you, you don't see the bigger picture and will this matter, you know, two weeks from now will this matter next year no probably not so so that keeps me grounded in that regard so i would tell myself to pick better battles for sure that's great advice yeah i, I, I wish i, I got an advice yeah. too because i i had the same <laughs> yeah. I, I had the same thing early out i was like i know what i'm doing like and, and you just sort of you know you, you get singularly focused and and you're excited and so you just sort of plow through like you, mm. and anything kind of giving you advice to the contrary is sort of like this 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 barrier that's in your way and you just sort of try to push through and and i'm sort of a strong personality i kind of get the, the feeling here no. as well <laughs> you know and you will push through and, that, and that's something that i've also had to you know kind of evolve and grow as a leader and in my career and uh, to bring people on the journey um so that, yeah that's yeah. wonderful advice uh yeah. yeah i think it ties into yeah. the relationships topic as well right yes so it's knowing knowing Session. knowing how to build relationships knowing when you should be leveraging them and how you can make them feel like they're actually on that journey with yeah. you. We'll be talking about that at some as well when we talk about how to build those cross-functional relationships. I think, you know, yeah. if you're trying to build an issue with marketing, coming at them like, mm -hmm. you know, everything and they need to come along might be not the best approach. It's more around like how, how can we find common ground and where we both benefit from, from doing this. So. Especially when you're new yeah. at, a, at a company and you're talking to someone oh. who's been there for a while and yeah. they're like, I've seen this game. I know how to play it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just yeah, being, being, being wary, being careful. John? And that's a really good point too. I think first and foremost, you're not taught how to bring people along on the journey, right? No, there's nowhere in our education system that teaches you how to bring people along. Nope. It's always get to the answer. And so if you have the answer, you've arrived, you feel like, okay, awesome. Here's the answer, guys. But people didn't get to, they didn't see the work. Also our society, so, right? Like in, in American yeah, society yeah. is like, pull yourself from bootstraps, you know, fight, you know, for what you want. Like it's this, this right. hugely independent professional type of, uh, of, of, 
a persona that you know, that our society sort of creates. But when the reality is, I think what you start to learn is is uh, it's not always it's not going to work. Yeah, you got to pull so as well as push. Yeah, and that's true. And and the other thing is, and I think you guys, I wish our, I wish our politicians would take the same advice. Ooh, how are we supposed to avoid politics? <laughs> whole another con, a whole another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's round two, guys. That'll be the next uh, but, one. That'll yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was going to say I think you guys can attest to this that when you are working with people who are not practitioners in the space, right? But they have authority. Mm-hmm. That is the challenge that becomes: um, how do you educate without uh, sort of um, you know, belittling or assassinating people's egos in the process, you know, because if, as, a, as a content marketer by trade and background, you're working with somebody who may have global authority over social media for the entire company, but may have been former compliance or former regulatory or communications, but not in social. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's working to the level of understanding and helping bring people's understanding up to yours without uh, sort of coming in and, and, and stomping and stomping all over their, their feelings. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, yep. John, uh, it has been a pleasure. You are truly oh, a philosopher of talent brand. Uh, and I look, I look for, I mean, really. An uh, Egyptian philosopher. Yeah, yeah. all the way. Um, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I got to change evangelist to philosopher. I know, right? I, I really, though, I really look forward to uh, getting to know you more uh, in person at Town Brand Summit. I'm so glad to have you as a facilitator. Uh, thank you so much for oh, sharing you, your knowledge and your story today. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, have a great rest yeah. of your day. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. It's been an awesome, awesome conversation. On to Austin. All right, Let's see you in Austin. It. If you're an employee experience storyteller, don't forget to join the Talent Brand Alliance group and learn more about the next summit event at talentbrand.org. That's talentbrand.org.